0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of sideways in time today we're going to kind of go off the grid a little bit as we've actually been doing uh, the last few weeks I promise we'll get back to the uh, what if segments here soon but we need to take a little bit of a break and space amount so uh, but yeah so uh, today we're going to talk about some movies that are coming out this week and uh, and or this month Uh, We're going to do a little Ghostbusters discussion because we both finally saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, So we're going to discuss that a little bit. We've got some GCW news, some MLW news, some other little odds and ends. We're also going to talk about the return of Journey Pro, baby, here in Kansas City. Uh, And then we're also going to have the discussion, has WWE lost the ability to compete? Uh, So that will be today's show. Of course, uh, I would be remiss. Is that the right way to use this term? If I didn't introduce sure. us. So, as always, you know it, I know it, he knows it. Uh I'm I'm your co-host, Lucha Chris. Everybody, welcome. And uh over here, I've realized the last couple of weeks that I've done a really uh terrible job doing a good job introducing Pat. And uh because I'm usually terrible at it. And the last couple of shows I've listened to it back while editing, and I'm like, oh wait, that was way too clean, and uh and good so without further ado everybody the guy over here he's got a hat he's got a sweatshirt on oh fuck he's sitting in a room somewhere in an apartment or house or building of some kind he's wearing uh regular glasses because aviators aren't don't have bifocals uh patriot pat everybody
1: wow that was that was really bad (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh um, uh, my! Uh, I scored. Yeah, yeah. Back back to, uh, back to normal. Hey, good morning and happy Turkey Day, uh, cockadoodle do. Oh yeah, and, we uh, should
0: have done a fucking Turkey Day theme, huh? Uh, yeah, um,
1: so. I didn't even think about it. And I'm wearing,
0: it's the kind of the color of my sweatshirt.
1: Fucking gluttonous American holiday. It's, a, it's the only American holiday where you're just like, what are we celebrating? fucking eating we're, yeah. just, we're gonna get fat and sleep you know yeah we're There's, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna nothing, keep myself
0: from talking about uh the my thoughts on actual thanksgiving so yeah nothing, I'll, I'll go
1: with the gluttony nothing more patriotic <laughs> than that um <laughs> during the show today i uh i'm going to be sampling rogue beers uh santa's Private reserve the kringle crusher my buddy Ryan Babb sent me a picture of it. He's, he lives in Indiana. And so uh last week Casey and I drove to Overland Park. Um, because <laughs> they had it. And if you look carefully, if I could get it close enough, of oh, uh,
0: disappears. Come on. You might have to put like your other hand behind it, possibly.
1: Yeah, sure? okay. See, you see Santa dropping an elbow, but if you can see, look who he's dropping the elbow on. It's Krampus. <laughs> So, so we're going to so, crack this open. And I am not much of a beer drinker. Um, so pretty
0: much he's an alcoholic
1: is what he's saying. So, he's so freaking- if I say this thing's disgusting, I could be way off because the last, the last beer I had was in May. That's we're, that's We're literally, it's it's 11 a.m. right now, guys. Well, it's 11.17. 11, 11, 11, 11.20, 11, I ain't no
0: drunk. 11, <laughs> hey. Man, now I want a beer, damn it. This is bullshit. I haven't drank since Halloween, so. That's not bad. (laughs) That face. So another reason you guys got to watch the YouTube channel, because you got to see his face after he takes that first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, anyways, guys, yeah, let's get started in the show. You know what I didn't do, which it's not that big a deal, but I did not start the stopwatch. Okay, so let's talk about some movies,
1: because
0: (laughs) (laughs) you still having trouble with that, huh? Uh, it's 8.3 alcohol.
1: He's gonna be wasted, you guys. Oh, I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be like two through Zach by the end of the show.
0: Yeah, Zach, or actually, Bill ends up being the most sauced by the end of the show most of the time. I'm bad for ringside podcast but uh, you can always like tell the the downward or upward progression, uh, (laughs) depending on if they've been drinking. Sometimes he gets into the wine, gets a little banged up. Uh,
1: we're all, yeah, usually about. Forty-five minutes in, then it gets really entertaining. Yeah. They all just start it's, screaming it's at good each other. up until that point, but once, once you hit that tipping point, it's it's fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we've got a couple of movies. Actually, this month so far, have dropped quite a few uh, halfway decent movies. You've got Marvel's Eternals, which I've still yet to watch yet. Uh, from what I understand, it hasn't gotten the best reviews, but I could really care less as long as I'm entertained. That's really the only reason I give a shit. Uh. Clifford, the big red dog, I know everybody's excited about that, Uh, which I've actually heard is a halfway decent movie, surprisingly enough. Uh, And by the way, since we don't have a lot of I I looked at the uh, the like ages of the people that listen to mostly listen to our show and uh, it's up there in numbers. And so I know no children are watching or listening right now. So I do want to point out that Clifford, the dog is 100% 100% if it was a crayon color he'd be dog dick red. Uh so what else? Um which I wonder how big
1: his red rocket
0: is. I don't know. And and to be honest, I don't even know if they go into his gender, which makes sense. His name is Clifford. So there's girls named Bobby Clifford
1: Robert. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> It's not one of those not one of those gender ambiguous. That's one of the fun things. Like when my wife and I go out, they're like, Oh, it's Pat and Casey. You know, if you just heard us by name, you're like, Oh, or right, is it a guy and a girl? Is it two girls? Is it two guys? Which one's a girl? Which one's a guy? We'll never know. It's the same with me and you, Pat and Chris. Yeah, yeah. They don't know who the woman, who the man is. You know what'd be cool
0: is if we Who's the top, who's the bottom? We could do like the Back to the Future. Who's the I mean,
1: switch? Who's the dom? I don't Wow. <laughs> whoa. Uh, who we gets do, fisted?
0: <laughs> so uh, we could do like a Ghostbusters 2016 thing after we've had enough of this podcast that we could replace us with a Pat and a Chris who are female and the show would, not because they were female, but be nowhere near as good as the original. Ghostbusters 2016. Anyway, so speaking of Ghostbusters... You they, saw they, Ghostbusters, they suck right? Suck really bad because the we don't we don't really have that high a bar, man. Oh no, we do. Uh, again, two weeks in a row. Speak for your fucking self. So, I actually I I went I work at a theater technically, and I've worked there for I don't know what however long it's been since summer, early summer, and I have not once seen a movie for free in the theater I work at until until Ghostbusters Afterlife which I which I finally just saw uh this weekend. And you saw it too as well.
1: Correct? I saw it Friday night.
0: Yeah, I think I saw it Sunday. Uh what'd you think? I absolutely oh. fucking loved it. Now, before we get into it, spoiler alert just in case because I I'm, I'm sure we'll probably get into some details. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, uh I don't know what to tell you, but skip ahead or something
1: or you know, see but yeah, maybe maybe we'll try to pay attention in editing to see when the Ghostbusters talk starts and stops so you can fast forward or whatever.
0: Yeah, I'll put like a
1: little timer thing up above or something. So yeah. but yeah, what'd you think? I I absolutely fucking loved it. Uh I thought it had the same feel and fun as the first one. Um it, yeah and the second one too um but this was just like this was kind of a direct sequel to the first one it kind of ignored the events of the second one so but yeah it was so much fun and then the the little things like the sound effects were the same um and uh, uh the uh the music and the uh uh practical effects you know i loved all that too you know it really connected the two universes um yeah, it was just, it, overall, it was it was a perfect bookend to the Ghostbuster series. Um, I'll get more into it, because uh, I know Chris has some stuff to say.
0: Uh, yeah, that, I, I just want to start off, first of all, this is one of the reasons why I always say that reviews mean fuck all to me most of the time, uh, because I was just curious. <laughs> Drink take a little swig of, of that motherfucking beer. Oh. Uh, so... I, I just, out of curiosity, not because I needed the, the validation of their review, but just to see what they would say. And they said uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 62%. But the audience score is 95. So that's really all I give a shit about. Like the fans have liked it, but it got bad reviews. Even the people that there's these two guys in Kansas city on the news that do like movie reviews in the mornings and they're fucking awful anyway, but they, they review every decent movie as shit. And, uh, that kind of bugs me, but, uh, yeah, man, you know, other than Winston, uh, they didn't really tap too much into the second movie at all, which is fine. Uh, I thought it was awesome, Um, and in all honesty, in retrospect, after watching it and thinking about it, uh, it was pretty much the entire movie was pretty much a movie about uh, uh, what's his name, Harold Ramis. Yeah, I mean, uh, almost. I mean, literally, the opening scene through the entire thing, like, yeah, he, he was there's a tribute to him kind 100%, of 100 percent. but it was done so well like yeah like i was telling some friends of mine at work yesterday it, i thought the 2016 movie was funny it had funny moments but it was not a ghostbusters movie it didn't have any it didn't feel like <laughs> ghostbusters whatsoever other than they <laughs> shot laser beams at ghosts you know like they could have called it almost anything else and it would have been a halfway decent
1: movie but this one I mean first of all uh uh Harold Ramos's no Ivans' son is the one who took yeah. over and Yeah, Jason and- Reitman. Yeah, and
0: uh it's obvious that it wasn't a movie made for the produ- like the production company. It wasn't just a a cash grab kind of movie. I felt like because he was a part of it 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 was allowed to have like a heart and a soul so the movie was very i had some nitpicks like i know a lot of people's favorite part one of their favorite parts was in the trailer with the little mini stay puff marshmallow Man's men bands uh i i wasn't a huge fan of those things but i get later on in the movie why they were there it kind of helped serve a purpose later so in wrestling terms you know that's long-term storytelling i guess but uh But yeah, all in all, I thought the cast was great. Uh, The little girl who played the granddaughter I thought was amazing. The mom, the mom was hilarious. Like it, it had a lot of. And I almost wish we would have saw just a little bit more of the original cast. uh, Just a little bit more, but because the other cast was so strong, the new cast. That's just a nitpick. Uh, I thought Paul Rudd did a great job, basically being. uh, damn it! I'm so bad with names right now. The key, the the keymaster, whatever. Oh, uh, the Rick Moranis. Yeah, uh, Vince Corto. Yeah, he was basically the Rick Moranis of this movie. Even at the very end, he looked just like him with the crazy hair and the whole thing. Like, but yeah, man, I thought it was I thought it was great. It was very touching. It had throughout it, it had very touching moments. Um, mm-hmm. and an epic reveal at the end that I think was kind of we all saw
1: coming. But it, it was okay, though.
0: I will. I wasn't mad that it was kind of predictable.
1: I, uh... Yeah. I, when, you know, when, when uh... They... Uh, she made the phone call, and uh, Dan Aykroyd answered and, you know, my wife and I were, ah! You know, um...
0: In his then, bookstore.
1: Yeah, yeah. From the, from uh, the at second the minute. end, when the team showed up, uh, yeah, we were all, we were all just crying yep. uh you know because yep. it I, okay so my stepdaughter she's 14 that's her like favorite movie she saw it when she was like four and just latched one. onto it um and so she absolutely loved it my uh you know my wife grew up with that movie so she absolutely loves it and i mean yeah i saw i mean i've seen all three uh of the original cast ones in theaters right. so i mean you know um but uh yeah, so you know, they just you know, we were all just crying and stuff. But they showed up, and I, it was so sweet. And the way they did it was, it, it was perfect. Um, I agree. I, you know, I have minor nitpicks. There was little things in the script, like when uh, uh, um, the granddaughter is is using the uh, the proton pack and shooting, and the mom is like, "Come on!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of creepy kind of cheap." I mean, you know, there's little cheesy things in the script right. that. But it wasn't a bad script. It was just like a moment here, a moment there. Um, the, you know that I was like, eh, "You didn't really need that." But, uh, but yeah, overall, it was just it, it was it was such a fun movie, to see. and and it, it was a nice tribute to the uh, uh, the Ghostbusters IP. You know, so many little things. The Stay Puft Marshmallow. She you know when she goes down there and she puts the 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 colander on. On her head, um, yeah. which my stepdaughter went to Comic-Con this year, dressed as Vince Cortho with that the awesome. college. She made the colander and everything. Um, yeah, if I get her permission, I might throw a picture up on the sideways in time. Um, That'd be awesome. But uh, uh, it, it was just it was, it was just enjoyable. And that's what I go to a movie for. I go to be enjoyed. I don't want to sit there and nitpick. I don't want to think too much. You right. know, uh, I didn't do very
0: much of it with this one, honestly, like normally I do, but I really, like you said, I have minor nitpicks, but I'm, it was good enough all around that I was able to just kind of bypass those things and enjoy myself.
1: Oh, and yeah. 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 The one nod I noticed that was there was a lot of fun is when Paul Rudd was picking out the ice cream. He was looking at Baskin Robbins ice cream. And if you remember in Ant-Man, he was working at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that, you know, so there was, there was little things like that. And uh, yeah, when it comes out on video or Netflix or whatever they do, I'm going to have to rewatch it to like pay attention to. Yeah, the Easter eggs and the and the stuff that they threw in there because I know that they're scattered throughout that I just missed.
0: So did you stick around after the credits and then after the credits?
1: I stuck around for the because they, when they were revealing the cast and they said Sigourney Weaver and we were where the hell is Sigourney Weaver and then they yeah. cut into her cutscene, so I saw that and then was there another one? I can't yeah. So remember.
0: you had to wait till the absolute end very 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 end, and it basically if I remember everything correctly how like setting the scene they are you hear Winston talking and it kind of pulls out and he's sitting in this at this desk dressed all to the nines looks real good and he's he's talking about like he's he's basically talking about the past and then they pull out even further And it's the old Ghostbusters building all gutted and like old and beat up. And they open up the doors and then the Echo One pulls in and he like stands up. So it's almost as if they were hinting that they could open it, uh, reopen the franchise down the road if it made sense. And I was actually watching it was from a couple years ago but i was watching an interview i don't remember what what company it was with uh but it was dan Aykroyd and <clears throat> ivan ritman um or actually it was no they were just talking to uh uh jason ritman anyway and he was talking about how if they if they wanted to and ivan was there too shit i my brain is bush uh about I'm wondering. this is before this movie was a go before this version of the script was going to happen this is what it was still one of Dan Aykroyd's scripts but they were talking about would you franchise it out and the one thing that Dan Aykroyd said was if we can make characters that people love enough like we did the, the first time then I would love to be able to pass the torch to a new generation of Ghostbusters and it only makes sense but this franchise you can do it As long as you got the right people behind it, like anything else, and they do. So Mm -hmm. in all reality, if they're making Winston almost like the 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 guy who's because he looks like he because he's the millionaire, he's the one that like was the most successful of the three or of the four, apparently according to what they said in, in Afterlife, like what he did after the Ghostbusters. So like it only makes sense that he's got the money to front to open it back up and like start the world
1: back over, you know. So who knows? Tech- well and that was that was one of the complaints about the 2016 Ghostbusters that uh that I heard was they they were trying to do a reboot whereas if they just did it as like you know in the same universe I thought so um, too yep you know and and they said you know it, if they would have picked a different city chicago la whatever new orleans yep. it had to be you know and then you know just reference like that there's like ghostbusters chapters throughout yeah um you know then i think it would have done better i think what we'll rubbed people the wrong way if they if they're anything like me is it was just like no you guys aren't the, the ghostbusters you right. you might right. be ghostbusters but you're not the ghostbusters you know you, you know what i mean and it's like kind of, you know and i mean i guess Aykroyd and uh, Winston were in the 2016 one maybe I, I don't were, know I'm but thinking... they didn't they they all three of them were in it
0: but they didn't play they didn't play uh, Peter Raymond or Winston they uh, what's his name Ernie played like this Uh, he he had like a like a funeral home service <laughs> and that's where the car came from so and he okay. was like the girl's uncle Uh. Bill Murray was that anti ghost guy on TV. He was like against ghosts and he didn't believe they were real or whatever. And then Dan Aykroyd, I think, owned a bookstore or something I, like it. I, it was something weird like that, but they didn't play their characters from the movie. They just had cameos.
1: Okay. So, yeah. And that makes it even worse. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But so, they all had high enough hopes to be in it. You know, they thought it was apparently what I heard about the 2016 one is that it was a, a, and of course they'd say this, but I believe it's kind of true because first of all, the cast was pretty good. It's not like anybody in that cast was weak. They were all they're 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 all all great actors, comedic geniuses, exactly. So that wasn't the problem. Apparently, the script was amazing, but and that's why that's that when they when. Bill Murray and Aykroyd and all of them read the original script. That's why they agreed to be in it, regardless of what their role was. But then the studio decided they wanted to make a ton of changes last second to appeal to the toys Uh, and everything else that they completely stripped the majority of the original script. And it turned into the goofy, stupid movie that it turned out to be. So by that point, they had already roped in the original cast for whatever it was and so again it had its funny moments because i think that's part of what was probably there in the original script was some of those moments but all in all the story itself just kind of sucked it wasn't that good and they didn't the thing with the original ghostbusters is it was a a horror comedy it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily blood and guts horror but it was a horror comedy yeah, it, it was, was suspense
1: it was like back the like the a uh, uh, flashback to like the 60s horror where it? Was right. a, you know yeah, it was more in your head and stuff like that. I mean, well, shit, look at like, you know, <clears throat> Jaws. You didn't see you didn't exactly, see the shark yeah. and saw the fin, but you didn't see the shark until the end of the movie, you know, right, stuff like right. that, you know.
0: Well, even just the scene in the original movie where the, the right. hands pop up out of the chair and grab her and spin mm-hmm. the chair. Like, they kind of, they actually did that. That was a call. That's one of the Easter eggs in the very beginning. That's how he mm-hmm. does. But like, it's, it's creepy stuff. And like the 16, 2016 one, it was just kind of, Hokey and for Yeah, I was gonna say
1: it 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 sounded hokier
0: and which, like I said, it had its moments. I've watched it a few times. It's funny, it's fun to watch, but you have to completely let go. And I think to circle it back, this movie made up for that one, so now I can actually I feel like maybe I'll be able to enjoy that one a little more because this one turned out so well, you know what I mean? Like it didn't get ruined. It's just a standalone movie. It doesn't have to be connected. It's just a fun yeah. movie. That, And I'm, I appreciate that about this one, because if it wasn't for this one, I'd be a little bit harder on that one still. But yeah, I thought it was great. And if they open up to a, a new franchise because of this one, I'm not so worried about it, to be honest.
1: That's, that, that's what I was getting at, to where if they open up, you know, Winston, um, <clears throat> who is a doctor now as well, it, right. somewhere right. between... After the two and Afterlife, he got his doctorate. Congratulations, Dr. Zedmore. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, uh, if they open it up and, you know, like I was saying with the different chapters, if they did something like that and you had a, you know, then they could do other things. I mean, you think about it. You can do, you know, you could do another movie. You could do a cartoon. You can do comic books. You could do a video game. You could do, uh, you know, all these different things. A uh, you know a TV show whatever, but you have it in different chapters as long as you have that spirit and that strength of like you know the writing the humor in there. Yo, know, you have the same kind of humor and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, you, you you could open it up to to different things. I'm not saying you have to do all those things, but yeah, right. you could open it up to to another avenue.
0: All yeah. in all, all in all, I'm just I'm I'm satisfied with how it turned out. I I can't wait to see it again, which is like something that's rare. Like it happens quite a bit because I do love my movies, but I like, I I'm actually considering going back to the theater to see it again. since I get to see it for free regardless, but, Oh, and that was the other thing I saw it in screen X, which I don't know if you know what that is, but at the B and B theaters, the, the screen X, and I don't know how much I like this. I liked it a little bit during the movie. (laughs) Suck it. No, uh, screen X is it's the screen. It's a massive, massive screen. But then certain parts of the movie, it extends onto the walls next to you. Oh yeah! So it was actually way better during the movie than the example they they show you before the movie on how it works. It made me dizzy as fuck, uh, but during the movie it was fine, and it you know it ha- helps add a little bit to it. Um, but yeah, I was I, I was all around. I was uh I was pretty happy and, and uh and excited that it turned out as good as it did. I,
1: uh, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing was uh. The- Because the reason I went and saw it when I did, um, I I went to work and our, your former coworker, but uh, my coworker, Andrew, um, but I was, we were working together and he said, he was like, Oh, I went and saw Ghostbusters. And he was like, yeah, you know, I splurged and got the Dolby theater. He's like, it was totally worth it. But uh, I was like, Oh, I forgot that was out. So yeah, that's when I came home and, you know, Gathered out the wife and kid and would have taken my son, but he was out with his friends. So, gotcha. but anyway, we go out and see it. And then I, I tell Andrew uh, at work. He, lo- and, uh, he loves Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's all the figures. I think, and... I think he's closer to my age. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, so I think know, he's so like sorry. between me and you, honestly. Yeah. I think he's right around 40. So, yeah. you know, he was like, like that prime age of like youth wise, but anyway, um, he, uh, we were talking and i was like oh yeah when the old team showed up we were all crying he goes i held it together until uh um egon put his hand on his uh yep. granddaughter's yep. hand he's like "Then i was like oh fuck it <laughs> you know and, and he was like yeah i, I cried like a baby yep. but I knew, uh,
0: I knew going into it that apparently i was going to get emotional cuz i do during movies and so because i knew it was coming i got i got choked up but i didn't cry I just, but oh, I haven't I, watched, I haven't watched it the second time yet, so we'll see. I
1: yeah, I, I cried. I uh yeah, see, I uh yeah, I cried like a baby that I hear my wife and she <laughs> <laughs> awesome. but yeah it was it, it was fun. Okay, yeah. So Ghostbusters I give it I gave it four and a half rogue Santa's private reserves Kringle Crushers oh. out of five Kringle Crushers. Look at that krampus yeah. is fucked yeah uh, fuck krampus so fuck him in his hairy ass wow i'm feeling a little buzzed i don't know how the rest of the show is gonna go fuck it, 8.3 alcohol it's it's <laughs> not even noon on a fucking wednesday and i'm i'm fucking schnockered all i'm right. gonna
0: end up drinking the rest of this. Oh man. oh man
1: my titties are gonna be out by the end of the show
0: dude if you don't if you don't just film yourself after we're done with this, drinking the rest of that and if for
1: just for the YouTube channel, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, I might, so, have, it done, I might have it done by the end of the show, <laughs> this might be a four hour episode. Who knows? I might just fucking ramble. Chris will leave and I'll just be uh, and, uh, and just start. Well, uh, <laughs> <just start. laughs> yeah, just, just fucking rambling, you know, If fucking you know, go straight up Ted Nugent on here. Everybody <laughs> you. Gotta eat from the land,
0: let's not do that. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, so last week, uh, JCB from Band from Ringside actually sent us a rant that not because it was late on his part, but because I was actually early on my part, which is rare. Uh, I had the podcast edited and ready to go by the time he had sent me the rant. So we didn't have one last week, but this week I was advised it will be on its way. Uh, so without further ado, welcome back. From Band from Ringside podcast, we have the rant of the Week from Jason Cornelius Bell. We'll be right back.
2: He's heating up! This is Band from Ringside. What's up, everybody? It's your boy JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. I'm back with my weekly rant. This week's rant is about the Survivor Series. I had a huge problem with the both the men's and the women's Survivor Series matches. Usually in matches like this... I would think you would take the time to put guys over, put girls over somebody that needs that extra push, kind of like the money in the bank, you know, um, even though it did go to Nikki A.S.H. She took that and won the title off of it. It didn't necessarily propel her into uh, new heights, dare I say, but it at least, you know, jumped her into, being a uh, world heavyweight world champion for the women in this scenario you had opportunities for austin theory on the men's side tony storm which is my personal favorite on the women's side and everybody's seemingly favorite Liv morgan all having chances to either become a cold survivor or in the case of the women be the sole survivor And that never really materialized. Look, I like Bianca Belair Belair like the next person, but she didn't need this win, okay? As much as I don't like Liv Morgan, she needed this win because she has a ton of fans out there that, for whatever reason, support her. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, WWE will show you who they like and who they don't like, who they support and who they won't support. They have made it abundantly clear they are not going to fuck with Liv Morgan for sure, and definitely not Tony Storm. At least, Liv, well, both actually take that back. Both do have programs coming up one against Becky with Liv Morgan, the other against uh, Charlotte with uh, Tony Storm. Perfect opportunity to give them a Survivor Series win and build the momentum up so that way it makes it look like they have a chance. I just said it. The match didn't even happen yet. I'm not giving either one of these ladies a chance. That's just poor booking. If they'd have done it the right way, either or, personally, I'd have had Tony Storm. That's just me. I think she's the better talent. I'd have had Tony Storm go over. If it had been Tony and Bianca, so be it. More so if it had been Tony Storm solo, that would have been amazing. Strikes one and two. Strike three, I guess you can go with Austin Theory. Now, look, same concept with Seth Rollins. Does Seth Rollins need another accolade on his already probably potential Hall of Fame career, hell no. He did not need to be the sole survivor of this. Austin Theory needed to be the sole survivor of it. So that way, if you did something stupid like you did with the egg, going through that, that should have been the rant. If you'd have been doing something stupid with the egg all throughout the weekend, at least Austin Theory has a legitimate reason to go out and challenge Big E for the title, not just to pay off some silly little ugh, dumbass Cleopatra egg for The Rock's new movie. I love The Rock like the next time, but come on now, enough's enough. That egg angle went two days too far. It shouldn't even gotten on Sunday's pay-per-view, neither here nor there. Like I said, to me, Survivor Series wasn't necessarily the best pay-per-view, wasn't the worst pay-per-view, but a way they could have made it better Put the young stars over. You got a bunch of 40-year-olds running around here, and sooner or later, you're going to have to replace those 40-year-olds. That's it. I'm out. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is your boy, JCB. We'll see you next week. This is band from ringside.
0: And we're back. So, anyways, uh, thanks, JCB, as usual, for –
1: JCB, you're the – only one in St. Louis, then band from ringside. That I like.
0: <laughs> wow, goddamn! I love all three of you guys, Jason. You know I love you, Zach. We go. <laughs> we, we're like this. You know, uh, Bill is uh, the co is the co-host. So uh,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got. I mean, JCB is great. Zach is hysterical. Bill is there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, at bfr pod on twitter at bfr jcb at bfr zach with an h and at bfr bill check those guys out every friday band for ringside jobs on all podcast platforms that show
1: that show is really entertaining and i i do love listening to it and one of my favorite things is bills um also known as every uh, oh yeah the akas the, the opening episode no they they are a lot of fun so um, yeah, go important. check them out. If, if if for some reason you're listening to us and not them, I I I don't know why. <laughs>
0: the only reason I, we're a show is because of them, to be honest. It, so. Pretty
1: much, yeah, because you worked with them and we work together. I mean, you know, it's yep. it's fucking six degrees and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I don't I don't know where this show's gonna go either. I'm 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 fucking feeling <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Put it down, buddy. Have a water. You know, oh,
1: it's man. it's it's like it's like vanilla balls. You set. need to get
0: some of those. Fucking uh, peanut butter pretzels from Costco. Uh,
1: so yeah, like last week, they're like seven sixty seven for
0: seventeen pounds. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So hey, I wanted to move on a little bit to some wrestling news outside of the uh, JCB rant this week. Uh, I had tweeted out and this was before I really saw what was going on. I had, I saw some rumblings of it, but I didn't really get into the details of it. And then this morning, I had tweeted that I was I I saw a good future coming for GCW. Um, they just even even all uh uh of the hardcore deathmatch stuff aside i feel like gcw is doing some some pretty cool things um and what i did notice was i saw gcw and i saw hammerstein ballroom which was like that's pretty cool but i didn't think about it and sure enough they have a pay-per-view that'll be uh i believe on fight orange uh it's sponsored by Fight, Orange Crush, and Paps Blue Rhythm um, on January 23rd at the Hammerstein Ballroom at 8 p.m., the world on GCW. And the cool thing is they've got this, like, uh, if you go to their Twitter, their pinned tweet is this super well-done video uh, compilation of, like, all of their talent kind of talking about everybody saying that GCW wouldn't be shit and look at us now kind of thing it's really entertaining it's really cool uh and it's cool for gcw like i said i'm not huge on the deathmatch stuff but i watch gcw and still get what i need out of wrestling um and i think the talent that they do have aside from the deathmatch stuff is still really really good um and it's kind of like the new heart and soul of what ecw was or what was supposed to be what ecw would become um and, I, and I'm really stoked for it, man. They've got a sweet lineup. A lot of uh, guys and girls that have been wrestling for years um, on the independence and elsewhere uh, that are finally starting to get the recognition they deserve. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that briefly because uh, I'm having a lot of fun watching GCW and it's really cool to see that they're going to be in such an iconic venue uh, for what seems to be a very, very big deal for them. Uh, and the history of gcw and there's also the uh indie wrestling hall of fame that they're doing on january 22nd uh and it's i think either hosted by or um just two of the inductees are jerry lynn and sean waltman Pac. so that's pretty cool um then i also wanted to jump into some more indie news hey I'm excited about it. I know Patrick's excited about it. I know Kansas City's excited about it. I know that St. Louis is excited about it because I actually know a handful of people from St. Louis that'll be out for this show. Journey Pro, oh, really? Like, yeah, <clears throat> Journey Pro has had a little bit of a hiatus. Probably isn't the best word, but they've they've had some troubles, uh, give or take. Uh, here with the last show and the the previous show they were supposed to have, and then um, you know some talent. Issues getting them booked and, and keeping them booked, that kind of thing. A lot of things are happening. People aren't able to make it to every show. But uh, they're coming in fucking full force this week. Uh, this Friday night, November 26th, at Blip Coffee, or actually Blip Roasters, uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. Showtime is at 7 p.m. Tickets you can get at journeyprokc.com. Uh, Killing is the name of the show uh, for their triumphant return. And... I'm going to go over a little bit of the card because it's fucking stacked. Um, so we've got a four-way dance. It's uh, Trevor Eon, front of the show. One of these days, you guys will figure that out. Uh, versus uh, Ethan Everhart versus Jay Marston versus Darian Bingston. And I think I said that wrong, and I apologize. Uh, super cool. That's going to be a fun match. We've also got the new gateway heritage champion yes the new gateway heritage champion
1: i know Stiff,
0: I w- robo motherfucking ginger gary fucking J versus jdx who was not the fucking sleep on this match is going to be a banger yeah uh, gary fucking J, everybody the new Her- gateway heritage champion rightfully so uh and then we're going to move on we've got thumbs and buns versus jason Sturphy.
1: I and think it's don't strife.
0: Tell, okay, strife. I I'm trying to yeah. read the text on the actual graphics, not the text of his name, so that might have been part of it. And then uh Donnie Pepper Cricket.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know My why oh, that's so funny. That's uh, that's like a Benedict Cumberbatch kind of name. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. So anyway, that's, that's That should be I'm 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 going to be honest, I'm not familiar with those two, uh but Thumbs and buns will be there, so it's gotta be good. Uh
1: Jason Strife was in the uh the Battle Royal the first time we went oh, to Blip yeah. Roaster. And it was the uh the million degree show.
0: Yeah, that's right. The one at blip. Yeah. Yep, okay. I remember And This is the return to blip. So I'm interested because this it'll actually probably be nice, you know.
1: Oh yeah, now it that, that it's cooler out, yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. Well, so at the end of July when it was like 95 outside and like uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, it, roasters was the appropriate name because yeah. that's what
0: everybody did inside. They But they let me let me just uh pause and say that they actually they for a venue that's never done wrestling, as far as I know, they're just a coffee place. They did yeah. a very good job trying to keep us. Safe oh yeah, in that heat. Oh, oh they uh, gave us I'm all not... those paper plates for fans. They gave out free water. They really took yeah. care of us, and uh, and oh, I appreciate. Uh, I'm,
1: no, I'm not. I'm not knocking Blip oh, yeah. at all. I'm no. just yeah. I'm just saying that it was. It was, it was Satan's ball
0: sack. Oh, no, 100%. And they were yeah. well aware of that. That's what I mean. Like, that was yeah. based on what you said. I'm just really happy that they did everything they could to make it Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Blip Roaster is um, pretty cool. I, I dig the place, you know, and I had a nice coffee there and it was delicious. And I dropped it at one point, but I didn't spill <laughs> it. It was weird.
0: I, this time around, though, I'm kind of nervous because it was so hot that day that I only had one cold brew. But because it'll actually be a, a, a somewhat normal temperature, I might get coffee drunk uh, this time Ooh. around because I don't drink really anymore. So I might just chug coffees the whole show. And they get you know, down.
1: you know, if you want a drink, no, <laughs> I, uh, I can recommend a drink.
0: So it's next a- up, next, yeah, we don't, I'm good, man. Thanks. Uh, we've got Luke Langley, Langley uh, versus Christian Roach versus <laughs> Dallas Cade. This is the another bottom one of the good.
1: can, I don't know if everything settles, but it's just it's really bitter. You're supposed to shake it up first.
0: Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this, this match is going to be phenomenal. All three of these guys are fucking dope. Uh, Dallas Cade is on the up and up. Young dude, super over with the uh, Journey Pro fans super super rad christian rose one of the more brutal and gnarly wrestlers that i've seen in the midwest or the indies in general and one of the best talkers there is in the business and then luke langley is just a fucking also a force to be reckoned with so and i've never
1: seen this persona of luke langley which we were supposed to
0: get it a couple times and it it just because of roster changes it
1: yeah yeah i've I've only seen the yoga yeah which uh,
0: i love them both but i love this luke langley a lot. So um and then we've got the former former Gateway Heritage champion Thank Jeremy God. Wyatt versus Vinny Pacifico. Uh so and I'm not sure uh yeah this is just a it's gonna be weird to not have a pure wrestling rules match with uh with Jeremy Wyatt, but yeah so that, I'm interested to see what he's gonna do without the championship on the line. That's gonna be a fun one. Then, uh, well,
1: and, and and seeing Jeremy at all the uh, at the shows, kind of a asshole. He... He's yeah, Jeremy White is an asshole. I love him. I, I will say that. Um, I love him. wrestler, great technician, but he's a asshole. asshole. Um and uh so I not only am I happy he lost the belt, <laughs> I'm happy he lost the belt to Gary J. Oh, we're all happy he lost it to Gary. Jeremy White, it's all crisp and Tight, technical, and Gary J's like like the equivalent of like the Tasmanian Devil on meth. Um, you, know, the, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> or, or no, no, the Tasmanian Devil on PCP. Just oh, okay. <laughs> and so yeah. so I I'm happy that that Gary J won. I love Gary J. You know, I, we all um, do. And, he's, and just, he's a lovable guy. And Jeremy Wyatt's an asshole.
0: <laughs> so, we've also got two of my favorite tag teams in the Indies right now, especially in our area. We've got the yeah. Premier versus the motherfucking Howletts. Uh, I know, don't, careful, Patrick. I know you're, you got to be careful because I know you're. I'm not going
1: to talk shit about the Howlets at all. I love the Howletts there. The- you've had
0: a 16 ounce beer. Don't pee yourself as we talk about them. I know you get it. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Well, I've had like 14 ounces of it, but yeah. Even still,
0: I you know I know you got that old bladder, so I just want to make sure that I just want to make sure that you're good. <laughs> Myself while I'm good. This one I'm actually looking forward to a lot too. This is gonna be a fucking crazy match. We've got KLD Kevin Lee Davidson versus Kenny Alfonso. What a fucking dynamic! Like we've got six foot four, whatever he weighs, KLD versus I, I don't know five six five seven five eight. Kenny Alfonso, probably 100, I'd say 170 pounds, maybe 160 but, pounds, but, but fantastic wrestlers.
1: And Kenny Alfonso, he, he's a great body fan. like a Greek God. Yep. You ain't wrong. And then we've also <laughs> got, uh,
0: this one Mar- I'm excited about. Marsha Slamovich versus Heidi Ma- Hollinger. Marsha. Ma- that's what I say. Marsha. Yeah.
1: Marsha, see- Marsha, Marsha.
0: Yeah. This is awesome. Marsha Slamovich. Great- the the return of Heidi Howitzer as well uh, to journey pro. She was there for the lemonade park, uh, the tournament that we had and she got a ticket. So this is a, her return to journey pro. And uh, yeah, you guys, like I said, this Friday, November, I almost said September, November 26th at blip coffee. uh, Super. Heidi Howitzer
1: recently on AEW dark or dark elevation. One of the two. Yep. Uh,
0: So. Uh, let's go ahead and move forward a little bit. Um, we're gonna have just a little random discussion. This is just something that I randomly thought about one day while browsing oh. around on Twitter. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, you had you had some MLW stuff to talk
1: before about before we get. Yeah, I, I, I watched the last two episodes of MLW. They were uh, they were a couple of weeks old, but yeah, I watched the uh, the War Chamber, and um, I leaned over to my wife and I said, "Oh, it's like War Games, but in one ring." And she said, "Yes, honey, it's." it's called war chamber. What, what did you think it was? Um, <laughs> so, so uh, I, yeah, I'm not too quick on the uptake, um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. It was team Contra versus team MLW um, led by the hammer dicks. Um, <laughs> Alex Hammerstone. You no, know, that's what a, uh, uh, yeah, I was know. It? I, I Ron wonder. called them the hammer dicks. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> like the ass that's, boys. Well, that's my wife's Sheesh. nickname me hammer dick um i thought it was ass boy so no that's your nickname for me um (laughs) but uh uh yeah it it was a lot of fun uh it was the one thing yeah mlw needs a bigger ring and it looks like they were advertising that it's like Um,
0: it's like a four i think it's a 14 foot 14 or 16 it's it's tiny no 20 by 20 is the is like the aww yeah that's a A aww
1: yeah i think it's probably Um, 16 yeah um it especially having 10 people in there um right but i I finally got to see jeff cobb wrestle oh dude! Um, he's new japan i don't i don't watch new japan i just read about
0: the in the indies like in st louis and shit like that all the time Um, too
1: he was fucking yeah how long have i been involved in the indies oh yeah for like three or four minutes since you took me to a journey pro show like right before the pandemic so um Yeah, so you know, aside from the Indiana Indies, which is like a whole different animal, um, yeah, I'm not familiar with the Indies. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, MLW is cool. Uh, you know, I watched, so I watched the episode, the War Chamber episode, and then the one that auto played after that was the uh, uh, episode before the War Chamber, the build up to it, and they had like a ten man tag, which was cool because I got to see Warhorse and Kevin Koo in there, and they both got punked out right away, and we're uh, (laughs) it's kind of bullshit. Um, but, uh, the judge, was it EJ, uh, Nduka? Yep. I, I might be saying his name wrong. I, I know I am. I apologize. I'm, I'm, you know, fucking drunk on Kringle Crusher. So, you know, uh, but yeah, the judge, dude, fucking NXT, let that motherfucker go. Yep. He's got it. Uh, he, he, he yeah, he's got it. But the, the one thing I did like about MLW is they did a promo with, uh, uh Cesar Duran and uh the the uh hammerheads um and usually when you watch an indie promo or a smaller promotion promo they are corny and forced yeah this sounded really natural it sounded like a normal conversation in fact yeah it was uh the judge hammerstone and a dynastic guy i forget his name um but uh, but yeah, they were all just kind of bullshit and so, And I was really impressed with the promos. And now that they're like, yeah, you know, we're gonna start welcoming free agents and stuff. I think
2: they're, in they're, the next they have year, to do
1: that. But I think in the next year, it's going to be WWE and AEW on top. You're gonna have Impact right behind them as the third, you know, as the second tier and then you know ring of honor i don't know what's going on with that so i'm just going to leave them out for now but i think you're going to have mlw and gcw on the, on the, Under third the tier. yeah yeah third tier or 2.5 tier and right. but they're going to be you know i think we're going to see big things from both gcw and mlw and i'm and i'm excited about that cuz it's going to give more variety
0: well that's and i was going to say there's a niche that mlw and gcw and impact each one of those wwe and (coughs) nxt which i don't really want to talk about right now uh aw mlw gcw like they all have their own flavor impact has like the kind of more comedic but great in the ring in ring action they've got more of the like you know dark gothic characters and all that kind of stuff you've got mlw which scratches the like lucha underground itch plus you get the Von erics and hammerstone and all that that you know and
1: fatu and
0: la park and like they just they have all these great flavors
1: <laughs> fucking la park I, okay i love la park because he is uh he, and he's got the tag team los parks which the yeah. tag team are la park 2 and son of park yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> awesome, man. Uh Apparently, uh Enzo's <laughs> headed to MLW, uh, ML, MLW. MLW. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't know. How, you know, Not great in the ring, but motherfucker can cut a promo better than anybody.
0: You know, it, I, I don't really care because it's not like it, I don't care in the sense that I don't care about what happened at Survivor Series. <laughs> I just don't really care because it's not like he's going to hurt their company. He's going to go out there. He's going to talk a bunch of shit. He'll probably get his ass beat. And that's what he's there for. You know, so uh, but yeah, MLW is is a lot more fun than I think people give it credit for. Uh, I will not actually I take that back because it is getting credit. It's slowly becoming more and more popular as the days go by. So uh, but good on them, man, because they've been they've been at it for a long time and they've been they were one of the ones that were uh, hurting the most during the pandemic when everything was shut down. You mm-hmm. know, they, so it's it's nice to see that they're having to come up as well. Again, like GCW, it's kind of the rise of the Indies right now, um, which is super cool. It's almost like having the territories back for a whole new no, generation.
1: I'm, I'm excited, especially with all these releases and stuff. I mean, right. excited yeah, for the releases, yeah. but excited to oh, see where you. people go. And, you know, yeah. with the open-door policy, you know, just to see who shows up where. I'd say yeah, it's I mean, sk- fun.
0: they just had Bobby Fish over there who had a great match. And Bobby yeah. Fish is now obviously becoming more of a crucial part in AEW. So it's it's nice that these companies are all willing to kind of shake hands and just like 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 the old days, even before my time for the most part, when it was the territories. They were able to just kind of hey, let's go make some money over here, bring this product up. And then when we get kind of stale, we have a place else to somewhere else we can go. Yeah. That's to keep the company from getting stale and keeping the talent from getting stale. That's one of the problems with WWE. We're seeing the same fucking four or five people rotated in and out of the main event. So much so that it's like okay, what, we have nothing else we can we don't you know, yeah. It's just, I just I like seeing all these indie promotions shaking hands and trying to just make money for everyone. Like that's it's a business that's lucrative now. These people can do this full time, and it's not in the WWE. It's a very exciting thing, regardless of AEW
1: or not. Uh,
0: but yeah, any uh, any other uh, little odds and ends you wanted to bring up, uh,
1: Jonah. Jonah Rock, formerly known as uh, uh, Brutus Beefcake, formerly known as um, Bronson Reed, uh, uh, showed up on Impact yep. and beat the shit out of Josh Alexander at Turning Point. Right and to the top, baby. I'm very happy because I've always been high on uh, on Jonah. Um, so yeah, and then there was a, what another round of releases, uh, of which we hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the little. <laughs> But yeah, another round of releases, fucking some of them I could see some, of them, you know, hit road kind of threw me for a loop.
0: So I listened um, to top dollar on, uh, on bank or, uh,
1: busted open, busted open talk. I listened to him man. too.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting. His take about it. He really kind of, without saying it made it sound like they, all of our suspicions about WWE literally just hoarding yep. talent to have them, so no one else could. He didn't say that. He, that was not his words. so don't quote me. But the way he made it sound where he was like, okay, I've been doing this, you know, I've been doing 20, 30-minute matches for quite a few years now and killing it, and then you guys get me here and say, ah, oh, no, we need to have you, we need to see what you can do first. But then he's like, okay, so put me in the ring. And then if he did, he was in there for four, five, seven minutes. Yeah,
1: they give and- him a squash match, and it was like, well, you
0: yeah. Which you know, Hey, I would have known who top dollar was or any of those guys were without NXT and WWE. So that good on them on that. But I'm glad they got to spend that little bit of time to make themselves known so that wherever they end up, they're going to be fine. Like he said, when the first people to reach out to you, when they find out is like hall of fame talent and like legends, like Nick Foley was one of the first people to apparently reach out to a bunch of them. Like, Hey, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there, but you're going to be fine. You're good. You're good.
1: Well, and and listening to that interview, I actually because uh, I liked his entering work, but uh, Ashante Adonis Tahuti, yeah, um, yeah. I became a bigger fan of him. He is oh, he is amazing. really he's but like you know in the interview he's like, he's really cool and really you know I I really I really enjoyed that interview. So uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, it, listening it's kind to boggling. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, the one that got me was Morrison. I was like, what the you just. You bring this dude back after he, you know, was Lucha Underground champ and Impact champ, and you bring him back and you throw him in a tag team with the Miz. And I was like, okay, I could see that to get him reacquainted with the WWE universe. But then that's what you fucking did with him. And then you cut him. I don't know if it's because they cut Frankie Monet and he requested his release. I don't know. Or, well, or she was, was going.
0: On. She was ready for him to be gone so she
1: could unload. Oh, yeah. And I don't blame her at all. I don't either. And- what everybody said about the releases what you know fucking tony khan has said what uh the talent has said what you know all those people have said um you know i i kind of agree with um i was also listening to 83 weeks and uh bischoff was talking about how wwe is publicly traded company so they kind of have a different rules to to play by and stuff so um i can understand that but at the same time it's just you know i don't know it, it it is a weird thing because it's like you know, I'm, I'm sick of WWE and like what they're fucking doing with talent. And I'm like, oh no, you know, but then they're releasing talent and I'm pissed that they're releasing talent. So I know it's like, it seems a little hypocritical, but it's like, no, I just, I want there to be better fucking stories. I want there to be That's more stories. That's all they need. Stories. You know, They've yeah. Got talent. It,
0: They've got some of the best talent in the world. There's no arguing that. It's not on mm-hmm. the talent, it's WWE's yeah. inability to be creative and tell long term stories. Like, Hangman Adam Page's story was literally over 2 years long.
1: Yeah, it was from the birth of AEW up until literally, earlier this month.
0: Literally all in. All the way up until he just won that title from Omega. They've been telling his story non-stop consecutively all the way through to this championship win and it's still not over yet. Like and within that story they've been telling stories that has been telling stories like they, I I don't well, want yeah. I don't care about, I I, I care about wrestling. I, I love to watch wrestling, like in-ring wrestling, but there's no point in investing in these matches or paying money for a pay-per-view or a network like Peacock or whatever the case may be, or watching USA or Fox. If there's no story being told, what am I investing in if I don't, know why they're fighting because mm-hmm. they're fighting for a championship and if they are the championship doesn't mean shit anyway you know and then on top of that why do i care if x y versus z happens like i because because what like they they bump shoulders in the locker room and like now they're like oh you, that's that's bullshit i'm i'm fighting you Oh, that's what their creative feels like half the time and it's awful because they have such great fucking talent
1: you know, they yeah they they have some I mean literally some of the best talent in the world. Um so you know top to bottom.
0: Speaking of WWE and their inability to keep up on creative with some of the other amazing up and coming promotions, not even up and coming, just ones that have been around forever but are just now finally starting to get some shine. I wanted to have a discussion like we had said at the beginning of the show uh about do you think WWE still has the ability to compete? So let's say, because right now it's, it's obvious. We've all, we all see them because everybody's obsessed with them. The ratings on AEW are not quite, you know, they're about half to, you know, three quarters of the ratings that WWE gets, but you got to look at the playing field. WWE has been around for ever at this point, as far as entertainment is, is concerned.
1: I mean, what, Raw's been on over 25 years. You know, SmackDown it, it, is just right around 25 yeah, years.
0: Yeah, it's somewhere cl- within 20 years, at least, or more. Like, and they're a public company, like you had mentioned earlier. So there's all these ele- elements that, no matter what, I think comparing ratings at this point is is not really relevant. When you, when you look at, when you have your finger on the pulse of what people are saying, about these promotions there. You still have your diehard WWE fans. My brother is one of them. He loves the WWE. He does have his nitpicks, but he almost refuses to move away from them because it's what he grew up with. And I don't blame him. I get that. That's why I get so angry because I grew up with WWE too. That's the one I want to see succeed, but it's not in my opinion, it's lost me completely, even more so now than it was in like 2011 or whatever it was when I stopped watching the first time when it was like uh, 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 uh Berto Zario and... Yeah, that was
1: like... And that was what? Punk and Batista and... Uh, unfortunately,
0: Ciara. yeah. Because they did and have a great Orton. talent there too, but it was the Divas era. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, who cares? I mean, I'm, people do, but I don't. Uh, My point being, though, when it comes to back in the day when it was WCW versus WWE and it was the, the Monday Night Wars, Vince... I feel like Vince isn't anywhere near as hands-on as people say he is these days, because back then, yeah, he was an on-screen character, so it seemed like he was more involved than maybe, you know, obviously he's involved 100% it's his (coughs) shit. But I feel like he was really actively trying to make sure that everyone was allowed to do what they had to do to make their product the best product. Not the most lucrative product, not the... You know, because it's different now and it's hard to compare back then to now because everything's different between social media and the amount of money and backing and sponsorships that WWE has. It's hard to compete in that way. But in this time of AEW, quote unquote, versus WWE, you would think like I just feel like WWE thinks who gives a shit? We're going to make what we make. We're going to do what we do with what we want and how we want to do it. And people are going to watch or they're not, but it's not hurting them as a business anymore. So it's like, do they have the ability to compete? Yeah. Because they have the roster to do it. Like they absolutely have the roster to compete with anybody in the world. There's no question about that whatsoever, but I don't think creatively, I think they've completely lost their way on what it takes to make
1: a creative. Wrestling product, the uh, yeah, I mean, they you know, one thing is they kind of been resting on their laurels. Um, yeah, you look from 2001, they had the little blip of TNA, um, but from 2001 up until 2019, they had literally no competition, right? So yeah, they could t- do what they want, t-
0: t- and, t- and you interact, have- that
1: didn't count really. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was drawn, you know, a million, million and a half and stuff. I apologize if I'm slurring. I'm fucking drunk. Um, so if my shit doesn't make sense, I'll fucking blame it on the Kringle Crusher. You're um, making perfect sense. Um, Right there, Kringle Crusher by Rogue. Um, of dropping an elbow on Krampus. Uh You ain't gonna see that shit in WCW. WW. What? Oh, fuck. You drunk is me sober. Which is so, ridiculous. Um so yeah they had no competition for 20 years and you had people tuning in I mean you had people watching Raw from the jump people like me. Yep, same. People watching Raw from jump and it didn't matter what the fuck they did they were going to fucking watch Raw. That's the audience that's watching Raw now. You're you you have a fan base of millions that are just you know it's Monday night it's time to watch Raw or it's you know it's Monday night I'm going to DVR Raw or it's
2: You know, if you work
1: Monday night, it's Tuesday after work. On a fucking watch the DVR, watch it on Hulu or whatever. You know, you're gonna get those fucking ratings just because you've been around for fucking ever. I mean, you know, you know, like Raw's been around for over a quarter century. Right. Yeah, I think it's going close to thirty years. And kudos to them. Um, But it's just you get to the point where it's you know, if you have no competition. And you're getting millions of viewers anyway. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. They've shown it in the past. They don't give a fuck what they do. One of my biggest gripes is um, the raw creative. They write for an audience of one. We all know who that one is. You know, right. And and you know, you said he doesn't have a hand in creative. He can change shit on a dime. Oh, I can't, can't remember the, the candy script candy and go, Yeah, it could be 7:30 before the fucking show goes on. He goes, no, this is shit. Rewrite it. 20, 28 years, by the way. Okay. 28 years. Um, so, so he could change shit on a dime and have you rewrite a whole fucking show. What's the fucking point of having a writer's room? If you, If only one person could come in. If you're only writing for that one person, and whatever the, it depends on what the fuck he ate that day. If he has heartburn, he could go in and go, no fuck Ricochet. He's he's not going over and take him off the show. And you know what? Rewrite the whole fucking show. Ricochet sneezed in the bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) get him out of here. He's fired. God damn it. Well, right.
0: That's the thing, too. So I was obsessed with they, they did that docuseries on, on the original network called the Monday Night Wars. I have all th- mm-hmm. two or three seasons, whatever it was. I, I love it, even though I'm I'm well aware it's a one, it's mostly a one yeah, story. But my point is one of the big things, factors that they had brought up numerous times is that over at WCW, creative over there, like Bischoff and them would change things moments before they went on the air and that was part of the decline of their product is because there was no there was no coherency to what they were doing as far as telling their stories and now all of a sudden right now all of a sudden that's what wwe does almost on a daily like on, on a show basis the difference is wcw did not have the 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 platform that wwe has now to keep them floating now they yeah. don't have to tell coherent story, coherent stories. They can literally go off and do whatever they want, and they're fine because they're selling T-shirts and toys.
1: Yeah, and and people, you know, there people have been conditioned to that. It's they're just probably like
0: getting peacock money too, regardless of whether they're using the WWE portion. Yeah. Or so
1: it's just you know, well, this person money was despite bad. themselves. This person was a bad guy last week. Well, he's a good guy this week. So forget about last week. Oh, okay.
0: That, you we know, saw how okay. well that worked with Big Show all those
1: years. So well, f- fucking ways. But I mean, um, I had something I was going to say, and I forgot about it. I, I think I'm just going to say titties. Hey, everybody loves those.
0: Uh, so I think the consensus technically is can WWE compete? Yes. Are they or will they? Highly unlikely.
1: They're see. that's a, They can only they can only sail this boat for so long. Because people, you know, uh, you know, word is getting out about AEW. I think, you know, I think over time AEW's uh, gonna rise, and I think over time people like me who've been diehard WWE fans their whole fucking life, Same. are are gonna be like, you know, this fucking sucks. And you know, you were talking about AEW all that time, and I, you know, the only reason I didn't watch it is because I cut the cord. Right. And finally, I was like, you know what? would they did that one giant thing releases me and my wife were like fuck this let's check out aew um yeah. and and you yeah. saw
0: how excited i got when i talk about aew and then yeah i was like lackluster about the wwe like yeah i was yeah. paying attention but like listen to this though like they we would get in trouble for talking at work because it would take me like 45 minutes to an hour and a half to tell you one little story that happened on dynamite
1: you like- describing luchasaurus i was like <laughs> what the
0: it shouldn't work but it does you know we put him work. on that list last week
1: yeah yeah on, on, well, on shit. most Damn, awful M- gimmicks J- to get over fucking jungle boy shouldn't work either i mean fucking jungle boy um i think it was anyways, actually but,
0: a busted open again they had mentioned the same that i had thought the same thing they mentioned i hope one day down the line like the name jungle boy d- does not sound like a world champion but no. jungle jack
1: perry oh. does but uh, you know, I think if he just goes to Jungle Man, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be good. It, 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 Jungle, man? Be Jungle Man, Jungle Man, and Luchasaurus, no and then way. you know, they could they didn't do the Nature they, Man, it was the Nature Boy. He doesn't they have could to be bring a young boy. It, they either. could bring in the Blue Meanie <laughs> and he could be the Kevin Thorne. Oh my god, Jackson and, Riker, uh, yeah, Isaac Yankum. Oh. Talkin- hey, Jungle Boy has great teeth.
0: So anyway,
1: <laughs> no, I I fucking I, I, lo- I love Jungle Boy. He's phenomenal. But uh, I don't know what the fuck we we're talking about. All I know is AEW is great at storytelling, and WWE is shit at storytelling. Oh oh, at this point, I'm going to make the 12 month uh, the pay per view every month, and not only that, but having the fucking you know uh, blood money specials. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so you can't have long term storytelling um you you have three week four week storytelling sometimes even two weeks sometimes it's like oh fuck we need another match right let's throw kevin owens in there with uh bobby lashley and we'll just make a storyline which they know uh, they're going
0: to book a good match because kevin owens versus bobby lashley sounds great oh, yeah. on
1: paper banger but who's excited for it when it's like it's oh like, wow. yeah Ke- kevin owens shit in my shoes so now i'm mad at him oh what? shucks why like, why do you shit in your shoes? You don't just shit in somebody's shoes for no reason. Like at I've, least I've, I've, at, I've, I've, at, have it,
0: at least with like Roman Reigns it. and the blow, and the bloodline, like there's not really a co- there's not like a a blatant story being told other than we're the fucking shit. We're the best. We are the kings of our domain. That's but that's enough story. To build off of, exactly. Building off of that, like, no, it's just for them and no one else. And that's like, well, why you have so much fucking talent? Why aren't you including any of these people? You could be building. That's why people shit on AEW in the beginning because there were so many factions. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a massive faction fan. I've always been a fan. The reason I'm a fan is for the reason AEW seems to be doing it, and that's because. Like uh, Inner Circle, for example. Like, that's a group of guys that they didn't necessarily know what to do with on their own. And so, because of that, they put them all in a group and now they all have a place in the... They all have a place. They all have a story that can be told. Sammy Guevara breaking off and doing his own thing and winning a championship. Like, there's all these different stories that can be told between factions. So, okay, WWE, you have like three or four of them now. You just got rid of one that was on its way up that would have done amazing oh, Like, ugh. Hit Row was amazing. You know, and so it's just like...
1: I oh, mean, I, was, I was talking about Hurt Business. I forgot about it, Hit Row. Well, yeah, that's,
0: I mean, shit, Hurt Business. Like, that's what I'm saying. They have a, a handful of them. They, like, between The New Day, The Bloodline, The Hurt Business, Hit Row, uh, you know, I don't watch anymore, so I'm not really sure if there's any more than that. I'm sure there is. But it's just... I don't know, man. They, there's so much potential. And I think that's what gets, like I said, I think that's what gets me most upset is that I want to see that product work. I want to see it do well. I yeah. want to see that roster happy behind the scenes so that they seem happy in front of the cameras
1: like the AEW crew. Like, it's just. And and I mean, of it is. Part of it, is they can't be fucking happy behind the scenes because they don't know if they're going to get that phone call from Johnny Ace. Hey, we're releasing you because of budget cuts. Well,
0: and that's a great point. See, that's the other thing I was going to mention, and I, I wasn't thinking about it. So you would think at any other time frame, look, man, we're, we're, on, we're on the chopping block, all of us. Any one of us mm-hmm. could be fired today. So tomorrow we're going to go out. We're going to have the best match we could possibly have. We're going to prove that we should stay. But they're doing that. And they're still being fired. So it's <laughs> not about, are you doing well enough in our company? It's, we don't need you or want you. We just had to have you. Like that's yeah. blatantly obvious at this point.
1: And I mean, like, you know, if I were to say, name a better entering performer than Morrison, you know, every, everybody it's subjective. But right. if I were to say, is Morrison one of the best entering performers, you would have Absolutely. to, yeah. You, you cannot deny that the dude is phenomenal in the ring.
0: Oh, he's fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's always oh, been fantastic. And, and then on promos, I mean, the shit, the shit with him and fucking uh, uh, Miz. Yeah, those were some of the funniest shit. I mean, Miz is great on the mic, but yeah, fucking uh, uh, Morris Morrison be with. And then they fucking cut him if they're going to cut Morrison of his caliber. If they're going to cut Bray Wyatt of his caliber, Malachi Black, fucking. Braun Strowman, all these people, they're gonna cut people of that caliber and that that status on the roster. You know, you look at somebody like fucking um uh, uh Drew Gulak. Right or, uh, fucking Drake Maverick, look at that. He's cracking me up on Twitter, by the way, Drew Gulak. And uh but like they cut they cut Maverick and then they brought him back only to cut him a year later. Yeah, and just- which <laughs> if you have not seen that video that Drake Maverick made go or Rockstar Spud or whatever he is yeah. now the fucking go see that cuz holy shit that came out 10 minutes. i he had to have known beforehand cuz he had to have made that beforehand but uh just watch that video that uh that Drake Maverick made after he got released it is f- fucking powerful it is fucking beautiful and it is fucking honest and true and yeah. um yeah just I don't know. I, can they compete? Can WWE compete? Yes, they have every uh, ability to compete. They've come. They've shown over the years that they can compete. Then they can win. But they won't. They're 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 in their own little world now. I Which, mean, you you know, fine. You know
0: what I mean. And the and the funny thing is, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this up here shortly, but. The funny thing is, is that I've heard a lot of people say that they're like the Disney. I think they even mentioned it on uh, BFRZ, I think, mentioned it one time on the show a long time ago, that WWE has become the equivalent of like the Disney of pro wrestling. But I have to, I had a, and I agreed at first, but a- after thinking about it, Disney tells really fucking good stories. Yeah. yeah. So if you're comparing them to Disney in the sense that they have enough money to do whatever the fuck they want, they don't have to worry about their fans. Sure. But that's a weird comparison considering Disney tells great stories. Look at all the Marvel movies. Yeah, they, You know what I mean? Look at all the Star Wars movies. Like, they're, they have the ability. Why not hire someone? If you're going to sell, which is always the rumor, whether or not it's true is a whole other story. But if you're going to sell to Disney, hire their fucking writers. Jesus Christ.
1: Jeez, hire one of the fucking writers. I, I mean... used to
0: cry once a month to pro wrestling. Like, something happened that got me emotional, right? Back in the day, at least once a month, something happened. That I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I haven't done that with WWE, and I can't even remember how long. AEW, it happens almost once every couple of weeks. Like, not that I'm actually physically crying, but you know what I mean? Like you, you feel you're, emotional with your right product. It. Like, I feel connected to yeah. AEW and their product. And, you know, so, yeah, like you said, and I, and I think we both we both pretty much said the exact same thing. Can the WWE compete? 100, 200, 300, 500 percent, but they're not going to at least, not anytime soon. Maybe, what a maybe one day if Triple H actually gets his hand on it and is able to do something with it, which I highly doubt. Uh, unfortunately, because he did great things with NXT, yeah, business in general. That man helped shape AEW, he helped shape MLW, he not fit you know directly. But he made it fun to watch an indie product on a big scale, and uh, yeah, so
1: yeah, he made he made the alternative to uh, WWE, and it was under the WWE banner. How right. fucking you have to be to be the alternative to something when you're owned by the same fucking company? Um, yep. Yeah, you know, so, I don't know. One thing I was going to ask you, like. Because I know you haven't watched much WWE in a while. I haven't watched much in a while. What uh, Name one storyline out of, uh, besides the bloodline, name one storyline that's going on now post-Survivor Series.
0: I think Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, but I'm only assuming that because I know that that's the Survivor Series thing and it's been that way forever.
1: That's uh, done. They're on different brands. So, so it, it, it's kind of over. Name one storyline outside of that um yeah i mean i don't watch though and even if i don't watch i
0: would think i'd still be intrigued on what stories they're telling on tv and i'm not that's why i'm not
1: watching but like i don't fuck i don't watch gcw i've never seen a gcw show but i you know i fucking know that you know i I still
0: tell stories i knew about
1: the matches coming up i knew about fucking nick gage versus cardona or effie versus cardona i knew it yo fucking you know i i knew about the goddamn thunder rosa versus laney luck in mission pro wrestling the all women's league in fucking uh texas i knew about it because you have dave lagreca you have have thunder rosa who are involved and you have laney luck who is a local local favorite here she's an indie uh kansas city indie darling right but i knew about that I don't know about anything going on inside of WWE outside of Roman Reigns because no fucking storyline, matters. You, yeah. you don't you don't give a shit outside take of that. Away,
0: take away Roman Reigns right now and the bloodline, and they will they're in shambles. Yeah.
1: That's which the is only thing crazy is to say. Winning. Which is
0: crazy to say because five years ago we were all shitting on Roman Reigns. So but it, it's the same thing, thing
1: right. it's the same thing when I was growing up. Only the difference is, is that the industry has been exposed and stuff. So, you know, it's real, but it was just like Hulk Hogan mattered and everything else was just kind of, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, I I remember uh, a couple of storylines here and there, but, you know, I remember goddamn near every fucking Hulk Hogan storyline, right? Because they, they focus on the one and that's it. Now you go to AEW. I can tell you a shitload of storylines that are going on. Fucking Taz, you know, Team Taz and uh Isaiah uh, or Dante Martin. Yep, right. uh Dante Martin and fucking uh um, Leo Rush. Leo Rush, thank you. I'm drunk, it's kind of <laughs> hard to think of names. But yeah, um, I mean you've got
0: you've got the super click and the elite now having some type of rift between them,
1: possibly and the ongoing thing with the Jurassic Express and Cage. Yep. Um, you got Hangman Page and Dark Order. You got, you know, I mean, fucking so many different. You got uh, 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 Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. You got um, Thunder well, Rose. Now you've and, got
0: uh, the best friends and Orange Cassidy joining Chaos from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, <laughs> they,
1: it. we could go on yeah, and on yeah. and on. You got Bobby Fish and the Super Elite. I mean, and if you're listening to the names, notice some of the fucking names are intersecting. You know, they 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 Literally, don't just have linear storylines. It's almost a fucking web. The
0: story behind the rise of Miro is still being told day at like show after show after show wins or losses and I know we talk about that almost every week regardless of whether the man li- wins or loses it's aiding to his story to his rise because there's mm-hmm. no way in hell that man will not hold that world championship within the next 2 years there's not a chance in hell he won't have that title
1: and so... I will be I will be happy to boo him
0: oh yeah oh no that I, yeah it's going to be hard to fucking boo him when that happens cuz we're all going to get very we're all going to yeah. get emotional because of how this is all led up to this, like with the WWE past, plus what he, we're finally getting the mirror we wanted and that he wanted more specifically, <laughs> like it just feels good to watch what they're doing. So uh, WWE fucking get your shit together. Start marking the fuck out because you're and, and not that you give a shit. You don't care if you lose us as viewers, but I care that you lose us as viewers. Exactly. I don't watch WWE. I want to watch WWE. I just fucking can't do it. Uh, yeah so yeah you guys uh hey thanks for listening thanks for watching thanks for hanging out hopefully while you guys are listening to this since it's a little later in the day than what we're recording it share a beer with patrick while you're listening because he's drinking alone right now you know he's getting elbow dropped by santa as we speak uh no wait,
1: look at this beard motherfucker
0: who i'm doing the elbow it looks drop. like it looks like krampus's ass
1: yeah, um, and, and I'm dropping the elbow on Krampus. See, there's Krampus. There we go. We old, got it.
0: Oh crackhead Santa over here. Fucking
1: crackhead Santa. So ah, as always dick for some Kringle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. This can only this has to happen like once a month. Uh so again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Of course head over to sideways and time network on YouTube, like subscribe, tell us how you feel about each episode. Uh, you know, we, we love you guys. Even if we say we don't, Hey, uh, for band from ringside podcast for BFR JCB for BFR Zach for BFR bill uh, for uh stardom podcast for the Smitty show for uh, I'm trying to think of other podcasts that I want to shout out.
1: Was Kevin WK's show? Uh,
0: beards, bruisers, and
1: I don't know, Casey and yeah, nightlife.
0: Now I feel like a fucking, well, Casey nightlife is a whole
1: other thing. Uh, oh shit. That's something. Oh fuck. I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out. Beards, my
0: breakdowns or bruisers, breakdowns and beards podcast. Uh, buddies of ours. Um, and uh yeah so anyways thank you everybody for listening thank you patriot pat for always being here with with me uh at my side for these wonderful shows and uh oh you had a word
1: coke zero and um i i want to thank dog for being a piece of shit
0: hey by the way dog i appreciate you buddy i really do anyways without further ado dog let's get the fuck out of here huh Tell them what they should do, Patrick.
1: Oh, I I think, uh, you know, let's say you're walking down the street and you see your favorite wrestler walking into an H&M's or an Abercrombie & Fitch. I think you should mark the fuck out.
0: I think if you see them going into an Abercrombie & Fitch, they're the
1: wrong wrestler for you, though.
0: Ah! It was way funnier in my head than I said it out loud We'll see you guys No, actually,
1: you're, you're right Okay, you see him going into a Gander Mountain or a Bass Pro Shop I don't know Gander Mountain? Surplus. What the
0: fuck is that? My wrestlers what? shop at Hot Topic, bro
1: Hot Topic
0: Alright, we'll see you guys next week Thank you And
1: he's pretzels Yes, oh dude,
0: yeah, if that's the case
1: that's You the break, case. we fix
0: <laughs> We'll see you guys next week Oh man, cute the music God damn it